Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. everybody and welcome back to a changing attitude the show that drags you kicking and screaming through the dog shit that was 1996 wwf on the promise that it will get better as we go along i am mags and uh with me um this week um scottish danny scottish danny how are you sir hello mags i'm really well thank you very much how are you Yes, I'm not doing too bad. Um, for context, I've just literally um, watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom that one today. Had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, and then get to spend some time chatting uh, about this uh, this role with you. So good day had by all. Um, but you've got a little bit of news, I believe. Uh, so uh, Danny, as you know, has been on for the on uh, on uh, Change Nasty for the last few weeks, filling in... Uh, uh, for for Tanner, whilst he continues his his move across the the states and kind of uh, gets himself resettled in in Austin, um, and we Ori and I have had so much fun with uh, with with Danny kind of uh, filling those filling those boots. Uh, the listeners clearly have, have really enjoyed it because uh, the numbers tell us uh, that that more and more people are engaged. Um, so we um, we offered Danny um, the opportunity to to maybe stick around a bit longer, uh, be a, a, a more permanent member of the team, um, and Danny has graciously graciously accepted. So first of all, I want to say thank you, Danny, for for uh, helping out over these uh, these past few weeks, and also thanks for 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 being willing to be a part of this team. And yeah, it's going to be fun over the, the next few years or so going through the attitude era with you sir oh thank you very much and thank you to all the team i mean it was i was just blown away when you uh asked me to uh be a part i was just like wow just <laughs> but yeah i'm really looking forward to it and uh you also have a have a little more of a tidbit of, of news uh something that uh it those of us in the know uh kind of uh uh already knew about but uh it's becoming more and more of a reality so yeah tell us about your new project so we me and chris bellis are starting the uh one man's meat podcast which is brilliant uh, name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you that was all chris um uh we just we discussed the uh rare wrestling that people have forgotten about like names like Luther Reigns and uh mark jindrak and things that people don't talk about anymore rare shows uh, those shows that are not on the WWE network, like Sunday Night Heats, mm-hmm. um, and just things like that, yeah. And uh, we couldn't have done it without people like you, Rob, Dan, Andy, Sai, things like that, Ori, 
um, and uh, Tanner. Yeah, so we're really happy and thank you. Yeah, and, and and this is going to be a part of the um, the unbooking the territory um, network uh, or however they're going to name it group. Uh, uh, so if you've ever had a reason to go and subscribe to uh, to Rob and Dan's uh, podcast, unbooking the territory, uh, Dan and uh, Chris have just given you another reason. So I'll definitely go and check them out. Uh, get involved. Go and follow them on on uh, Twitter. I think it's at, at One Man's Meat Podcast. If that's right. Um, yep. Yeah, go and give them a follow. Get in on the ground floor because uh, I've got a feeling this is going to be a, a, a banger of a, of a podcast. Thank you. <laughs> but, and this is a smooth segue, what wasn't a banger uh, was this episode of Raw. Um, so uh, coming straight out of um, uh, In Your House It's Time, uh, we had the, the episode of Raw from December the 16th, 1996, uh, in uh, the Ass Palace, Tampa, Florida, and we've got uh, Vince, Jim Ross, and Jerry Lawler on commentary, and we're starting off pretty hot uh, from the from the pay per view. Um, we were actually this uh, the, the the commentary team actually started talking about the the opening match uh, Austin versus Vader, which we found out about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, we hear Bret Hart's music, and Bret Hart starts uh, stomping his way to the ring, clearly unhappy, clearly upset. Um, Vince McMahon sounds flustered, like he hasn't got a clue what's going on. And Jim Ross drops the bombshell. Oh, it looks like there's an impromptu interview. Yeah, I'm going to deal with that right now. Um, so, yeah, we get um, an interview with Bret Hart uh, where he's uh, he essentially says, if this is the the way WWF and, and uh, the, the way uh, the big players in WWF are playing with no rules, He's going to be like that. He calls uh, Shawn Michaels a little prissy, um, says uh, slags off the, the the fans of the clique, uh, says he lied that he wouldn't interfere in the, in the main event. And he did all that because he couldn't handle the fact that he uh, Shawn Michaels is not as good as, as Bret Hart. Um, it's a very run-of-the-mill kind of heel Bret Hart uh, interview, but he does drop some uh, nuggets of info. Uh, he announces himself to be uh, um, in the Royal Rumble, uh, and then he uh, he says he's going to sit at the announce table and just mind his own business. Uh, what did you think of this uh, kind of uh, opening with with uh, Bret Hart uh, kind of airing his grievances, Danny? This uh, had a lot of different. I mean, if you you've watched Bret Hart from '94 to '95, I mean, this was a completely different Bret Hart. Obviously, he had a lot mm-hmm. more edge. Um, I I just I, to me it just felt a lot forced if you know yes. what I mean it just mm-hmm. yeah it just it didn't come off natural I mean Bret Hart really hasn't been known as the greatest promo man of all time but I mean this I just wasn't a fan of this yeah um, I mean I've, I was never a huge fan of Bret Hart as a heel anyway uh, because he he's always come across as that clean cut baby face character uh, and sometimes it's it's hard to wrap your head around uh, the, the total 118 character. He made a lot of sense in, in what he was saying, though, um, mm. that, uh, that Shawn Michaels had uh, screwed with him in the match when he when he said he, he wouldn't do. But, yeah, Bret Hart's promos are nowhere near the quality of his in-ring work. No, definitely not. Um, so after that, we actually do go into, into the first match, uh, one that we were, we were told about uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
uh, taking on the person who should have been the focal point of uh, of its time, but was uh, weirdly not on the card. Thank you, Shawn Michaels, you politicking douchebag. Um, yeah, Stone Cold versus Vader. Um, not a long match by any stretch of the, uh, the imagination, uh, but we we do start to get more of that uh, um, that Austin character that becomes more prevalent in in the the 97 98 era of WWF starts doing things like Luthes presses and stomping a mud hole um the fans are really kind of uh getting behind stone cold now as well um i mean we've commented on this show how WWE likes to almost rewrite history uh saying that Austin 316 was massive from the get go and now here we are, some seven months later, and it's it's now only just starting to kind of steamroll where the fans are getting behind Austin. He's really kind of growing in into that character. Um, what did you think of uh, of this match? This was, uh, like you said, it wasn't the best Austin match, but I mean, it was a fun little brawl. Um, there was nothing wrong with it. Um, I did. There was one major major offence in this was uh, Stone Cold hit a low blow on Vader at one point and the referee in clear view just did nothing <laughs> but um, other than that I mean it was uh, it was a pretty good uh, good little brawl but um, with very very uh, not really good finish what did you think? Yeah the, the finish I mean the finish made sense in terms of kept that uh, that uh, Austin versus Brett storyline mm. going Um but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of these these janky finishes, and I'm certainly not a huge fan of uh, when wrestlers have more than one uh, storyline going on at a time. And if you look at Bret Hart now, he's essentially got three. He's got uh, the the stuff with Psycho Sid. He's got uh, the stuff with H- uh, HBK, and now he's also in 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 the middle of this this Austin thing. It's uh he's spreading himself a little bit thin for me, mm-hmm. um, but. Knowing how this works for Austin's career, I understand why they're doing it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a decent opener. We've we've seen far worse, but we've uh, we've certainly seen far better. Yeah, uh, definitely. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save ten percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. After that, we get a Coliseum home video exclusive. Uh, even though, if you watch it on the network, we saw pretty much exactly the same thing uh, with Ahmed Johnson uh, doing his in-ring interview. And then um, Farouk and the nation uh, in, in in the crowd essentially calling, in, calling him an, an Uncle Tom saying that he's going to, when you talk about the promised land, you talk about Farouk uh, and uh, he's going to, he's going to essentially whoop the living piss out of Ahmed. And uh, we get again, Ahmed starting that chant, you're going down, you're going down. Uh, Just like a little recap and a refresher that that this storyline is still going on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was just basically the same thing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so then after that, second match, uh, tag team match against the Godwins and Razor Ramon and, and Diesel. Um, do you know, I've I've not liked this Razor Ramon and Diesel um, run. I didn't like it when it first happened. Certainly mm. don't like it 25 years on. But this wasn't the worst match. 
Uh, I think finally we, we're getting a, a little bit of uh, of chemistry between uh, between not only Razor Ramon and Diesel themselves, but between them working in, in the ring. I mean, the Godwins, I think, are very underrated in maybe not so much being one of the, the upper echelons of tag teams, but can certainly work a decent match. Mm, um, definitely. And then you've got like four big hosses uh, essentially slapping meat. Um, another pretty short match. Uh, I was actually surprised that uh, that um, Razor and Diesel went over because this this team hasn't got that much more legs to go. I don't think uh, the jokes run pretty thin already, and it already feels like WWF has, has kind of a uh, have backed off from from uh, the whole point of the the, the team. Uh, but what did you think of of, of the match in general? Um, yeah, like you said, it was really good. The big, the big, um, the big thing I was shocked about was uh, Jim Ross saying that Fake Diesel was twenty five here. I was actually shocked because <laughs> he did not look like a twenty five year old. I think Kane's been twenty five for maybe twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it, it, definitely their best match as a team um, from what I've, the little I've seen. I mean, I'm just shocked that. I mean, did they make it into nineteen ninety seven? These two. I think um, they they kind of fared out in January. Uh, early January of 1997. So, yep. yeah, we haven't got, thankfully, we haven't got much longer <laughs> to put up with this trap. But there was a, I think the the, the finish led to a, <laughs> a pretty cool segment um, when uh, we uh, saw, we see Razor attempting to go for the, the Razor's Edge. Uh, then we see uh, um, Henry Godwin sneak up behind and, and lock in the slop drop. Uh, <laughs> but then Diesel slides in. Uh, and and delivers the the the, the jackknife a good little kind of a sequence of of moves there. Um, I thought the the match was was fun. Nothing nothing kind of memorable. Uh, it's not one I'd, I'd urge everyone to go back and watch again. But certainly not the worst uh, match that we've seen from from uh, Razor and Diesel. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so then, uh, going on from that, we get uh, Vince McMahon uh, having um, um, uh, an impromptu interview with Psycho Sid. Uh, again, they they bring up uh, the stuff with Bret Hart. They bring up the stuff with Shawn Michaels uh, and the, the 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 stuff with Jose Lothario. They mention that uh, Shawn Michaels uh, um, is facing him at the Royal Rumble, uh, which is in San Antonio which is not only Shawn Michaels' backyard, but Jose Lothario's backyard. And and essentially, this is more continuation of that uh, heel turn, uh, I suppose, for, for, for Sarko Sid, when he, he essentially warns Jose Lothario to stay at home uh, and, and watch on, on pay-per-view, because if he gets involved again, he's, 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 he's going to pay. Um, standard... Uh, Psycho Sid style interview uh, and as we said last week he's good at conveying emotion the the quieter his, his interviews get so um, yeah, I, I, I thought this was a, a very adequate um, interview from Psycho Sid, what did you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, it just contrasts with the Shawn Michaels interview that we'll be seeing next as well. <laughs> it's a perfect contrast. <laughs> yeah, and and we'll we'll get straight into that because we kind of we we get a cutaway to Shawn Michaels uh, stood in front of a screen uh, before we go for for a, a break, and the the camera stays on him for for quite a while. <laughs> and I don't think I've seen a human being chew gum 
so intensively <laughs> as Sean Markles was chewing <laughs> this gum. Mm. If he wasn't on some sort of uh, um, substance, I would be shocked because he couldn't stay still. He couldn't focus on the camera. Um, he his, his eyes were really dark, like he'd been awake for like 72 hours. And that gum got the chewing of its laugh. It was uh yeah, it was quite worrying. Uh, but we get a, um an advert, and I think it was actually the the advert for the um the WF um theme music album, the the one with uh Fred Blassie in the studio, and then a kid dressing up as his favorite uh WF characters. And it always kind of freaks me out when you get that that last one where the little kid is dressed as gold dust. And he kind of like bats at the screen. Yeah, so uh, that's a weird advert. Mm, definitely. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it'd be on Taron's TV, uh, that, that old uh, advert, that old adverts clip show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we then go back to Sean Ackles and and uh, we get his um, his response to to not only to Sid to 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 Brett. Uh, he focused on Sid at, at first, saying that he can't wait for his uh, title shot. Um, the um, the 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 seventy one thousand San Antonio fans will not only be uh, behind him, but will also be behind the Texas legend Jose Lothario. When he focuses on Bret Hart, um, he kind of alludes to Bret not winning the Rumble and saying if he doesn't win the Rumble, there'll be no excuses uh, for for Bret. And we better believe him that that he's going to leave San Antonio as the WF champion. Uh, and as as for Brett, he's not the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. And even if he wanted to be, he just couldn't do it. Um, interesting, Shawn Michaels interview. Um, for for all his faults and for how much he looked like he was on on the uh, the 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 sniffing powder, he got across what he needed to get across. He promoted the the uh, the rumble, promoted the the upcoming match with Sid. Uh, and kept that kind of the fire burning between him and, and Bret Hart. Um, these three kind of interviews with all these three uh, main players in this title picture, they, they did what they needed to do. Definitely. I mean, it was all about sound bites, wasn't it? Just mm-hmm. um, just getting across the points, getting across the selling points and things like that. You're absolutely right. Um, so then um, another match. Um, Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Now, if you remember, they're putting a, a great show in at, um, I think it was Survivor Series, um, where they essentially beat the 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 champions in a, in the Survivor Series match. Ended up being the, the last two survivors, if I remember rightly. Um, really talented wrestlers. Uh, and they went up against oh, T.L. Hopper, the plumber, uh, the guy who's... Uh, puts his cloth down the back of his pants and then wipes his brow with it. Just <laughs> absolutely grammar. And Dr. X. Now, uh, for those who don't know, Dr. X is, is actually Tom Pritchard uh, on, under under the hood. Um, this was a squash match as much as a squash match uh, can be. Um, Furnace on the front. It looks like the WF have uh, 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 got a lot of potential for these guys. Um, whether that kind of sticks and we, we see them uh, long-term, uh, we'll, we'll certainly get down that road. But um, Tom, uh, Dr. X and, and Tiapa do a good job of, of putting the, 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 two, uh, the two faces over. Um, 
we see the the Cobra Clutch Suplex, which is something we haven't really seen a lot of uh, in in this era of, of WWF uh, uh, so far. But it's a, a relatively short match. Uh, we get Jr. Uh, bigging up the two, saying uh, how he thinks that they've got a shot uh, to becoming uh, the the best of the tag team division. Uh, and in terms of wrestling, yeah, I think he's he's got a point. Whether they have the character um, to to get there, who's to say? But uh, yeah, Danny, give us your thoughts on this match, sir. This was the first time I'd seen T.O. Hopper. I'd always heard about him in the various dirt sheets and Power Slam magazine and things like that. But this, uh, wow, it, it just exceeded expectations mm-hmm. for how bad of a, of a character this was. I mean, just, wow. Yeah, um, if you can get past that, it, it wasn't an offensive match. It, it just, it was kind of just there. But um, like you said, the feel of fun and... Um, uh, Doug Furnace just it was just a thing for them to just get over here, mm-hmm. yeah, just to keep them, I suppose, in everybody's yeah. mind because it's been a while since we've actually seen anything from them, so yeah, um, inoffensive match, you nailed it absolutely perfectly. Um, then we get a, a little bit of a, a sound back from, from Billy Gunn, uh, telling us uh, that he's going to prove that he's the top gun, and then we go into um, a very offensive match. Um, <laughs> not so much the what happens in the match, it, it's more the aftermath, but uh, let's get into it. This is your um, people's main event. This is the the the, the tournament of the of the summer. Uh, this has took so damn long to get here. We've got the karate fighters final with uh, Jerry Lawler uh, taking on Sable. Now we are. Uh, we, I think there's a little bit of miscommunication because we see Jerry Lawler before um, um, the – he's obviously on, on commentary, um, but before the, the match gets set up, he says he's going backstage. Then he ends up being in the ring, and then he ends up going backstage again. Um, I think there may be a, a little bit of editing errors or maybe a little bit of a, a confusion, but he wants somebody in his corner to kind of balance out uh, for for Sable's uh, uh, valet, Mark Miro. So he gets uh, Hunter Hurt Helmsley. So after all these weeks of booking this Karate Fighters uh, tournament, it was all a ploy to add to the story of Hunter Hurst Helmsley versus goddamn Mark Miro. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, um, we get a little bit of a... Of, of um, jacking, uh, Joe jacking from from uh, Lola calls uh, he calls um, Sable a, uh, a cheat. Um, we get to the the actual match, if you can call it a match, and it's essentially two grown ass adults playing with a kid's toy, where uh, the karate fighters kick each other off their their plinth, I suppose. Sable wins, um, then. Um, Lola demands a rematch. Uh, gets essentially told no. Starts um, berating Sable. Then Mark Miro comes to her defense, saying, "Why don't you get a piece of me?" And you can see Triple H sneaking behind him uh, to clock him, uh, beat him up. Uh, so the 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 schmoz is on uh, Jerry Lola and and Hunter beating the living piss out of Mark Miro. And out comes Goldust for the save. Um, yeah, so Goldust uh, evens the odds, cleans cleans the ring. Uh, 
Mark Miro um, and um, Sable and Hunter leave, and we end up with uh, Goldust and Jerry Lawler uh, in the ring together. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Jerry Lawler. Now, we have... We have give him grief over this show for the, for the stuff he said about um, Mark Henry, for the stuff he said about uh, Jake Roberts. The guy has is has been a scumbag. Let's uh, let's not beat around the bush. But this may be the very worst that we've seen, certainly so far, and uh, in in the in the run of this show. But it may be the worst we'll see for a long, long time. So. He's um, Lawler is essentially um, uh, giving Goldust grief about uh, Triple H making a pass at Marlena. Uh, he's trying to get Goldust to uh, stand up for himself, uh, and he 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 makes a comment that Helmsley is a real man. Uh, so Goldust uh, starts to ask him what does he mean by saying he's a real man, and we see Jerry with the innuendos going well, you know. Uh, and Goldust wants him to say the words. And eventually we get, uh, and I'm not going to repeat it uh, because it's her, it's uh, a term that is offensive, it's horrific, uh, it's no place in, in wrestling in 2022, um, certainly had no place in 1996. But yeah, he essentially makes a very uh, homophobic reference Um Gets his comeuppance when he gets absolutely slapped the the living piss out of by uh, by Goldust, uh, and we get uh, Marlena coming in the ring. Yeah, Danny, talk us through what you thought about this this match and then this segment with uh with Jerry Lawler. Well, as far as the match goes, I mean, just uh, it, it was over very quickly, wasn't it? Because <laughs> they, they obviously didn't pre-tape well in, in the back of this, but um. As as the match, it was obviously unmemorable. I did wonder if this was worked, like this uh, karate fighter, it, so that Jerry Lawler's one would fall off first. But uh, they probably glued or uh, <laughs> blue tacked down yeah. the, uh, the 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 figure. Yeah, I think you're right, just so they could get this um, <laughs> angle out. But in terms of uh, the slur, oh, just what were they? What were they hoping to achieve by this? The crowd died. I mean, just it was just flat. Were they hoping for a pop or or anything? I mean, this was just oh, just it, yeah. It what it, it, it didn't even get the heat that that a Jerry Lawler segment should get. <laughs> it. I mean, we all know that the character of Goldust was meant to be uh, sexually ambiguous. I mean, we had we've had the whole thing where he was uh, rubbing up against um, Scott Hall uh, <laughs> when he was when he was uh, Razor. We get that this is meant to be uh, an uncomfortable character uh, for for people to get their head around, but to go as far I, I, for me, it works better as a character because you have that uh, you you don't quite know um, what the, the 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 sexuality of the Goldust character is. That's mm. how it works. That ambiguity. 
for for JR uh, for Jerry Law to come out and and flat out say the word that he said for for Goldust to uh, have to deny it it takes away from from the whole point of that character and i get it's to build a feud and i get it's to get heat on on lola but it it just felt it felt unnecessary and crass mm. yeah definitely i, I, I needed I, I didn't like it at all it was very much the turn in the punch ball for me on yeah. this show it just it just killed the crowds but um, i mean nobody took it seriously i mean just how can you build a feud on this? Just no. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, if there was ever um, a segment on this show that that made the fans turn over to natural, this is probably it. Mm, absolutely. Uh, so then we get our main event, um, one that we've been uh, teased quite a few weeks ago, the the uh, splitting of the smoking guns. Obviously, we had the the Billy promo earlier in the show. Um, and yeah, this was uh, interesting, and I wouldn't have really kind of pegged both of these two as main event uh, stars. Billy's certainly on his way there; he's certainly got the charisma, but um, I wouldn't have pegged that these two would would end the 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 raw after a pay per view. Uh, but interesting finish. I mean, so uh, in 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 the match, um, we we start and then instantly go to a commercial which makes not the, the the slightest lick of sense because uh, when we come back from the commercial, it's now the, the pace of the match has really slowed down and we see uh, Billy uh, taking the lead. We then get shots of both uh, Billy and Bart's wives uh, in attendance on the show. Um, then uh, we see Billy really working uh, a technical style with uh, chin locks and then net breakers. Um then we we um, we see that Bart gets uh, escapes and kind of does a uh, a gun stun on the on the on the ropes, uh, and Billy um, kayfabe, I, um he essentially um, hurts his neck, uh, lands really awkwardly, uh, and he essentially stares down. Um, we see Bart really kind of looking shocked at first, thinking, what is going on? Is he trying to pull the wool over my eyes? Uh, but then when when we get the, the X going up and the, and then the, the officials coming out uh, and, and then the wives are both, uh, both uh, coming into the ring, absolutely berating Bart for, for a sense of saying, this has gone too far. Uh, you two are meant to be brothers and now one of you is, uh, is, is out. Um, Bart really does a good job of of selling his remorse, uh, kind of realizing how how bad it has gone, and and Billy ends up doing uh, the the stretcher job, uh, getting shipped out uh, to to end the show. Interesting end to the show, and like I said, not something I would have ordinarily thought would have happened. But what did you think of uh, of, of this segment of a match that we saw and uh, and the the way it ended? Um, give your give us your thoughts, Danny. Yep. Well, this is the battle of the guns that we've been promised for uh, quite a long <laughs> <Big> time. <guns. laughs> Welcome to the gun show. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it it I can see why it wasn't on pay per view now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, as far as the ending goes, this was the first time I'd seen a raw finish like this. Um, up to this point, anyway, it was just like it, I think this they they were either copying a nitro that had happened. Uh, I have a memory of Ric Flair uh, being stretched out. Was it 
1995, I think. I'm, I'm not sure. I have to look it up. But um, I just, yeah, I just wasn't. This could have been shelved to the middle of the show, to be honest, in uh, my opinion. But, um, yeah, it, it kind of left this role as, as a, as like, oh, God, like, rather than wanting to tune in with, like, a brawl at the end instead, mm-hmm. uh, they've left it on a down note. And it's like, oh, you're quite depressed after watching that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. But it's a, a an interesting change up from the the endings that we've had yeah. uh, recently. So I give them props for trying something new, um, mm. whether whether it'll work and uh, and we'll we'll we will get some resolution to this story uh, uh, down the line. Uh, but it certainly won't be next week because uh, no. uh, next week's again in the same recording block. So we'd st- we'll still be at the Ars Palace in uh, Tampa, Florida. Uh, we we have I think Hunter takes on Mark Miro for the for the RC title. We have the return of uh, Rocky Maivia uh, to uh, to continue his feud with uh, Salvatore Sencia. Uh We have uh, uh, Cybernetico and Piroff taking on the new Rockers, uh, and then we have uh, Bret Hart versus uh, Razor Ramon. So uh, interesting card to uh, to watch next week. Uh, but that's about all from from us this week. Uh, a uh, relatively short uh, episode, uh, but there was not a lot of meat on the bone in terms of this this uh, this raw. You can tell they're in a uh, um, the the typical post pay per view uh, uh, scene where they they're going to be building the stories for for the next show. Uh, but other than that, uh, let's uh, let's give some socials and get on out of here, Danny. So uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and, and give them a, a, another update on the uh, on the, the content that you've got coming up very soon. Yep, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Scottish Juggalo. I may not sound Scottish, but I am. <laughs> and uh, you can also follow uh, One Man Meat Podcast for um, uh, future shows that will be released. Our first episode will be released this month. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I've, in terms of that, uh, that's all I really do, really, on social media. <laughs> yeah, so so go give Danny a follow. Uh, definitely go and check out uh, One Man's Meat podcast. I, I, I'm genuinely excited for it. I, um, can't wait to see what you and Chris come up with. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. Uh, definitely go and follow uh, our missing cohorts, um, Tanner at Texas Gentleman underscore and Ori at Ori the Draw on all social medias. Uh, follow the podcast at ACIA Podcast, uh, and whilst you're here, check out some more content here on the on the chair shop. Uh, there's absolutely amazing content creators uh, creating a plethora of outstanding content, not only in audio form but also in written on on the on the website with uh, news uh, analysis and opinion pieces. And then also, uh, whilst you're at it, go check out Pro Wrestling Tees slash The Chair Shop for your uh, quality merchandise. And as Ori says, definitely go check out those soft-style T-shirts uh, in, in, in honour of uh, the Twitterless heroine herself, Miranda Morales. Uh, but, yep, that's all from us at Yachu. We will see you uh, next week. Uh, but uh, as we always say here on The Chair Shop, remember to always use your head. Bye, folks.
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.